Well, hello, everybody. And it's, uh, well, when I left Hugo, it was dark and starting to raining. And as I was coming to the cities, it got brighter and brighter and no rain. So it's better to be down here in the sun than it is up there in the clouds and the, and the rain. And it, now with the sun out, it seems a lot warmer than it does up there. I got, I've got hooded sweatshirt and jeans on, no shorts today. Uh, my knees got cold this morning when I was doing chores, and I said, nah, not so much. <laughs> so threw on the old jeans, but there's still a possibility those shorts can break out yet. So it's not, it's not winter yet, I think. I hope, I hope not, just turn fall. So hopefully you had a grand week and all's going right with you and for you and such like that. And as the old thing the saying goes, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. I hopefully that's not helping. That's not you. Hopefully you're having a lot of good luck with you and your puppers. So anyway, and hi Carly, how was your week? Um, I'm I survived. You survived. I survived. Yep. There it's you all go. That's, good, a, that's, you know? a, that's a good thing. And since it's the last Sunday of the month, well, that means we have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, in the studio to answer any of your questions on your cat or your dog, uh, holistic vet questions that she can help you with. All right. So please uh, call in those questions, and she'll be happy to answer them. And also, if you got questions for me, give them to me. And if you got a question for Carly, give them to Carly. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm answering questions. There now? you go. Whatever. You never, you never know. Somebody might have a question about you. I guess. So then you can either. Uh, tell them the truth or give them an answer they'll believe. Yes. Okay? So that's what got it's all it. about. I'm on it. I know it. There we go. See, we got some stuff coming up here. I want to quick give it uh, uh, October. Where are we at here? I got to get my little thing out here. Okay, October 6th, Harvest Howl at the Wildlife Science Center up in Stacy. So Harvest Howl, October 6th. And then uh, we've got, now don't forget, mark your calendars, where I'm doing the show live October 14th, Sunday, October 14th, at the Blaine Atlas Pet Supply, Blaine Atlas Pet Supply. So if you want to come on out and be sit in the front row seat, please do. I'll be there from 3 to 4, and I'll meet and greet or answering any questions prior to the show, and then doing the show live from 4 to 6. And there'll be chairs there, so you can put your little butt down there, and there's usually treats from FM 107. So please stop on by October 14th, at that's a Blaine Atlas Pet Supply. And then October 20th is a wine and woof, <laughs> wine and woof. That's a benefit for second chance animal rescue. It's from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. at Northern Vineyard Yard Winery, Main Street, Stillwater. That's Northern Vine Vineyard, there we go, Winery, Main Street, Stillwater. So that's uh, October 20th, uh, fundraiser for second chance animal rescue, 11, to, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., wine and woof. And so I'm not a wine person, I'm... Just a bushly person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of a boring person to have around. But anyway, so Harvest Howl, October 6th. If you want to step on out to the Wildlife Science Center, so you can go to wildlifesciencecenter.com, I think. I can't remember if it's .com or .org, but check that out. And you can bring pets on leashes uh, if they no retractable leashes. Now, remember, anytime you go out there and bring your pets with you to anything, please keep them on a six-foot or four-foot line. They are there with you, and they should not be out scanning in front of you. But also rethink a lot of it. You know, you think you're having fun, and then your dog is screaming his body language saying, get me the heck out of here, I want to be at home. So a lot of times, guys, go out there and just enjoy it by yourself and then come home and do something with the dog. Leave the dog at home. You're thinking this is a fun family event, and the dog is like, get me the heck out of here. <laughs> so anyway, so 
there are some dogs that like to go out and about, and you can tell their tails up and they're happy. Da, 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 da. But you know, then they got to negotiate strollers and feet and and such, and, and it's, that's a, that's tough. So you know, know your dog best. All right. So harvest all October six up at uh, up in Stacy. Uh, um, I see Wyoming. <laughs> Stacy is right by Wyoming, Minnesota, but anyway, so Stacy, Minnesota. All right, Harvest Howl, October 6th, uh, live radio show October 14th at Atlas Pet Supply in Blaine, and then Wine and Wolf October 20th, except for our benefit for Second Chance Animal Rescue. And then plus, don't forget about our great cause, our, our new to source and myself too, PinkySwear.org. Uh, benefit to them, uh, not benefit them, but check out, they all have a lot of events out there. And Pinky Swear, you've got to go there and, and check them out. Uh, what they do is they help out families that are dealing with cancer. Let's say your car broke and you don't have any extra funds or you need growth groceries or they're there for to help you out while you're going through cancer or your children are going through cancer so check out pinkyswear.org Alrighty then so uh let's see i think that's about it so dr jess is here so we're going to be talking uh, what we want to talk about you ready dr jess <laughs> she's and she's always and i'm always ready yes you're always ready you're always knitting and somehow you're at home with a cup of coffee and you're knitting so that's right at home. And your headset's exactly. on. And a mic in your mouth. <laughs> we were talking before we went on air about Lyme. Okay, and I always want to put an S at the end of it and call it Lyme's. I don't know why, but I do. And I know it's not Lyme's. I know it's Lyme disease. And so we were talking about it earlier. Now, I know the shot is not foolproof. There's still kind of like a 40% chance that a dog can get Lyme. But the big thing is, okay, I take my dog in. We had that snap test or what's it called? W- the 4DX. 4DX, okay. And that test for heartworm, Lyme. Ehrlichia yeah. and, anapl- and anaplasmosis. Yeah, and you know how many years it took me to say that? I finally can say that. But anyway, as so so then it comes back, and it's a different color. You know, like if it's really heavy, what, blue, then that means mm-hmm. they probably got it? Not really. Okay, what, so explain yeah, to so, us. Yeah, so all those four tests, they're, um, the SNAP test or the 40X test is a blue dot test. And so when the dot turns blue, that's supposed to indicate a positive test. Yeah. So the heartworm part of the test is a good test. It is actually looking for heartworm DNA. Right. And so if that is positive, then you don't freak out and run around screaming, oh, my God, my dog has heartworm. Right. You have your vet draw another blood sample and send it to the lab to confirm. Right. Because even that test can be wrong. Right. The tests for the tick-borne diseases, Lyme, Ehrlichia, and anaplasmosis, Unfortunately, those parts of the test are looking for antibodies. Right. There's a lot of cross-reaction, and the tests are um, not very specific. So the company that makes the test a couple of years ago came out with this big announcement that they had made the tests more sensitive. Right. And you're always juggling with tests like that. You're always juggling sensitivity versus specificity. So if you make the test more sensitive, now it's less specific. Now you're going to get more false positives for one thing. All right. But for another thing, you'd have to think, okay, if I got bitten by a tick that was carrying Lyme, what would I want to have happen? I would want to produce antibodies against Lyme disease. So then if I then catch a cold, does that mean, is that Lyme disease if I test positive? It's very hard to answer that question. All right. But Lyme disease particularly has specific symptoms associated with it. So often the dogs will have a fever, not always, but often, uh, joint stiffness, joint pain, shifting leg lameness. They don't feel well. Sometimes they lose their appetite because they're feeling lousy. Mm -hmm. They don't want to get up out of bed. They don't want to go for a walk, that kind of thing. 
Um, but, you know, I see dogs that have all kinds of different things going wrong with them. And yet that dot turns blue and the vet says, well, this is Lyme disease <laughs> and hands over antibiotics. And, um, you know, it frustrates me because that's it's not always Lyme disease. Right. Not every blue dot is Lyme disease. All right. Um, and even if the dog does have antibodies to Lyme disease, then you still have to look at your patient and say, yes, but is that what's wrong with this dog? Because now my Ben tested positive for Lyme, mm-hmm. but he did not have any symptoms. None. Right. And and that was till the day he left. He oh. Right. And that's kind of that situation where that's the ideal where your dog is, you know, worst comes to worst, they're exposed to a tick carrying Lyme disease, but they produce antibodies and they kick it out of their system and their immune system does what it's supposed to do and they never show any symptoms and they go on their merry way. All right. And it's like, that's what we would want to have happen where you don't actually get sick from it. So if my, well, Ben, we never treated him because he didn't show any symptoms, even though he tested positive. <laughs> right. But typically, like, so one thing that you can do is you can say, okay, well, the dot turned blue. So now we have a suspicion of Lyme disease. Now, how could we verify this? All right. So um, IDEX Labs has a test called the quantitative C6. Wow. Now, still measuring antibody levels. Right. But th- instead of the dot turning blue, and then you have to say, well, it's light blue, dark blue, maybe it's sort of blue, maybe it's a false positive. All right. Instead, they'll come back with a number and they'll say, okay, your dog has 500 antibodies to Lyme disease. Right. Now, they kind of have a cutoff where they say if it's less than this number, let's say 30, I don't remember what the actual number is. If it's less than 30, then it's not active Lyme disease, but if it's more than 30, then it is active. But realistically, it still is just saying Yep, the dog has antibodies to Lyme disease. And then you still have to look at your dog and say, okay, but is that what's wrong with my dog? Right. Is that Lyme disease? I get that he has antibodies to it. Mm-hmm. Or if your dog doesn't have any symptoms, then you still have to say, is this something that requires treatment? Does this warrant antibiotics? So um, I had somebody come in years ago with a dog and the dog had tested positive for Lyme disease and they did a month of antibiotics. Right. And then they tested the dog again. Still, dot still turned blue. Month of antibiotics. Came back a month later, dot still turned blue. They had been doing this for six months. Oh my. By the time the dog was brought Probably to no me. probiotics. <laughs> well, the dog never had any symptoms the whole time. And it's All like, right. what are you treating? Right. Now you've done six months of antibiotics. For what? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you still have to look at your animal. You can't just have this knee jerk. Oh, blue dot must yeah. have Lyme disease. Yep. Because not everything under the sun is Lyme disease. Like I said, Lyme disease causes specific symptoms. Some of them can be kind of vague, but really it kind of falls, I think, within a recognizable pattern. And some stuff is just not Lyme disease. Yeah. (laughs) Even if the dot turns blue. (laughs) Even if it does. Okay, we want to address that more when we get back here. And then we got some questions, you know, coming into the studio too. So let's see what we got. How are, wait a minute. Okay. What is a whale's favorite game? What is a whale's favorite game? Be back. Hi, hi. Thanks for tuning into the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering your K9 questions and occasional feline questions. Okay, what is a whale's favorite game? Any hints there, Carly or Dr. Jess? you have any idea what a whale's favorite game is? Hide the blubber? Hide the blubber. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I there like that. Um, I don't know. Swallow the leader. Oh, okay. Then. That's how they Fine. eat, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Aww. All right. There you go. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, okay, we're going to get back to the Lyme uh, discussion. But first, we got to talk to Emily at Underdog Rescue. They got a fundraiser coming up, and we need to talk to her about it. Hi, Emily. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on with Underdog Rescue? Yeah, so um, Underdog is going to be partnering with Tonkadale Greenhouse, and we're having our yearly fundraiser. It's family-friendly. Um, dogs that are okay with the situation are welcome. Um, we have a huge silent auction, which has online and in-person bidding. Oh, really? Um, we That's have, interesting. Yeah, so, so um, if you go to our Facebook page, you can actually get a link to um, pre-bid, and actually you can bid even if you're not at the event. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And so we also have a lot of vendors coming, such as the herbivorous butcher. Well, see, um, that three times real fast. Yeah. Oh, the herbivorous <laughs> yes, butcher. Yes. Sorry, that one's too hard to say fast, oh, right? And then um, Bark and Bite Food Truck and Back Channel Brewing are going to be there. Back oh, Channel my. is the craft beer um, okay. vendor. Okay. And then we also have a photo booth um, for humans or dogs or together. All right. Um, and then vendors will be there. It's on October 13th from 1 to 4. Right. And it's free to attend. Um, oh, nice. And so basically it's going to be, um, it's our big main event for fundraising. And last year we raised $43,500, oh, um, which helps cover our vet bills, which last year were over $356,000 for veterinary care for our dogs. Yep. Oh, my, so, my, my. So we really like to get people out there to help us out. Um, and it's going to be great. It was super fun last year. So and, and hopefully the weather will you know hold up for you. Is this outside inside? It's it's inside. It's inside the greenhouse. So parts of it are outside, but there are areas that oh, nice. are in the greenhouse itself. So nice. if it is not as warm, people will be toasty in the greenhouse. <laughs> and so people yeah. can bring their dog. Their dog friendly dogs. No retractable leashes. Always say that. No retractable right. leashes. Exactly. <laughs> no retractables. We kind of say that in general. So. Yeah. Yeah. Four foot or six yep. foot line. And so, uh, but anyway, so then you got, and so it is a family event. It's free. And so right. they, basically they, they, you accept donations. <laughs> we do accept donations. And like I said, there's going to be the silent auction. There's going to be a wine wall um, selling wine. Um, there will be other items for sale on site mm-hmm. as well. So nice. it should be super fun. Yeah. Now, is this the first time that you've done it there? No, this will be our second year at that location. Oh, yep. nice, 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 Yeah, nice. they welcomed us back again. I guess they well, They liked us. you, yay. <laughs> and so now, yeah, where is this? Thing. Okay, this is October 13th from 1 to 4, where? At Tonkadale Greenhouse, All right. which is um, 3739 Tonkawood Road in Minnetonka. All right. But if they can't make it, they can, now you say got silent auction on your Facebook page? Yes. From uh, 1 till 3.30 on the day of the event, people can bid from their couch if they're not able to make it. Or they can go to underdogrescuewhat.org. I can't remember. It's underdogrescuemn.com, uh, M-M. and we'll okay. get a link up there, too. Okay, because, uh, yeah, because the thing is, is that, uh, you know, if you can't do any of this, they certainly can donate any time to help you guys out, correct? Yes. You got yes. a lot of dogs in the system right now? Um, we do have a lot of dogs in the system. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the number right now, but uh, like I said, last year we adopted out 863 dogs. Oh, nice. So, we we do move them through, and we have multiple that have um, health issues. For instance, right now we have one that has a broken leg that we're oh. um, caring for. Right. Um, and yeah, you're not so. a brick and mortar, correct? You are a foster, right? We do foster. Yep, we have foster homes throughout the Twin Cities, um, and 
And if anybody's um, if interested, to do that, that's great too. Yeah, if anybody's so, interested in being a foster for underdog rescue, they just go to your uh, website. Go to the website. And what's yep, that? And there's an application, and it's um, we provide food and the medical costs. So it's just providing a safe place for the dog to live while they're looking for a home. And the more yep. houses or fosters that you have, the more you can help. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they can go to underdogrescuemn.com or they can go to Underdog Rescue Facebook to, for the silent auction on, on October 13th from 1 to 3.30, correct? Exactly. Yep. All right. Boy, I'll tell you, you guys got it together. That sounds like a wonderful time. Well, I wish you, yeah, jo- I wish you good I luck. I hope you can make it out there, too. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'll tell you, I get every morning to get up and my whole day changes from what it's supposed to be. So well, I'll look for, I would like to give it the old college try. So you just may, may see me there. So you have a good, right. good, good time. Take care. Great. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye bye, Emily. Alrighty there, there, Emily from Underdog Rescue. So that's going to be uh, Underdog Rescue. You can go to underdogrescuemn.com or you can go to Underdog Rescue on Facebook. And then that's going to be uh, October 13th from 1 to 4. So check that out. All right. All right. We're here with Dr. Jessica Levy. So we were talking about Lyme disease. So now uh, where do we leave that off? I have a good memory, but it's very short. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about the 40X test, but okay. I think we're kind of... Okay, but the big thing is, is that um, just because it tests positive, it, what you're seeing may not be Lyme, and so that many times on antibiotics, and it didn't help out. Then you might there's something. You know, if there's nothing, see that's the thing with my Ben. You know, he told me the world well, he's not showing any symptoms. You know, he's right. not lame. He's not lethargic. He's not nothing. He's just his you know chipper right. cell. So I that's why we I opted. Well, why should I treat him if he doesn't have you know any symptoms? Right. And so the, if the dog is otherwise healthy and if there is no symptoms, you know, then um, that's the owner's choice to decide. But I would say that if it, it didn't work the first time around, I still step positive. My thing would be okay, just walk away, leave it alone. Right. Right. And the thing, you know, you just need to understand that that test is not. Perfect. It's meant right. to be a screening test, mm-hmm. but I sure wouldn't use it to diagnose anybody with anything. Well, even human is hard to f- diagnose it's Lyme very disease. It's difficult to diagnose, and, that, and that's why, because it's uh, it's hard to understand, like, what does it mean, even if I can prove with this other test, even if I can prove that, yes, there are antibodies there to Lyme disease, then you still have to answer the question, okay, what does that mean? Right. Um, so, like, one of my patients... Um, uh, when I first started treating him, he was hospitalized at a local uh, referral center, and uh, the owner told me what was going on with him, and he'd had all these diagnostics done. And I said to her, you know, it sounds like a, a tick-borne disease to me. And she said, oh, no, no, they tested him for that, and it was all negative, and that was the 4DX test that mm-hmm. was negative. Mm-hmm. So I had her ask them to send a blood sample to the lab because there's other ways of looking for these diseases. All right. Okay. So that little, like I said, the tabletop test, the SNAP 40X is supposed to be a screening test, but it's not the be all and end all. All right. Okay. So for Lyme, the only other thing that we have is this quantitative C6. Really? There are a couple of other tests that have been developed through the years, but I don't think anybody uses them anymore because okay. they're just unreliable. Okay. So what happened with this dog who was, quite ill he had collapsed suddenly which is why his owner had rushed him to this specialty hospital um and so they ended up sending a blood sample to the lab to do a tick disease panel okay. and sure enough he had anaplasmosis oh wow but it, it did not show up so that means that like on the 40x test 
he was not producing antibodies against it. All right. Because the test that detected it was not looking for antibodies. Ah, It was a PCR test. Okay. And so, you know, by the time we got the results, of course, uh, we'd already treated him homeopathically and he was already doing better. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, the supportive care at the referral center had helped him tremendously. Mm -hmm. So he was already at home by the time the owner got the test results. Um, So antibiotics weren't necessary in his case because he was already better. Okay. Uh, But, you know, so I th- I think that test ends up basically selling a lot of unnecessary antibiotics, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to, like, you have to interpret the test in light of what's wrong with the animal. Okay. Because mostly they put them on a diet, doxycycline, correct? And that's pretty, yep. that's pretty potent stuff. Yep. And it's usually for, what, 30 days, I think. Somebody's 10 days. Everybody's but, doing something different. Right, yeah. I yeah. see two weeks, three weeks, yeah, right. you know, four weeks, six weeks. And they usually remember to put them on probiotics. If they're on right. antibiotics of any kind right. for anything. Right. And not at the same time. You do the antibiotic and then maybe a couple hours later, the probiotic or vice versa. Correct? Yeah. Probiotics after the antibiotic. After the antibiotics. Okay. But but while they're on the antibiotic. Right. Because sometimes people will say, well, wait till you're done with the course of antibiotics and then give probiotics. But really the whole time you're, the antibiotics are destroying your dog's immune system. So. Right. It's helpful to give probiotics while they're uh, on along it. the way. Along the way. So the bottom line is that really, uh, if your dog comes up before, can the average person can if it come up positive? Because I've heard too. I've had people call me where uh, my dog he, he could barely get up this morning. He was running around going ninety yesterday, and this morning he's just he's barely you know he's and he's just very stiff and very or he's not moving at all. You know he refuses to get up, and then uh, I said you know it could be Lyme disease yeah. you know and so i said you know bring them in have them checked it you know because just because you know everything is going fine all of a sudden it can you know all of a sudden kind of right beat right up from yeah lyme disease does usually come on pretty quickly mm-hmm. yeah so but it, it's you know all of these diseases are things that um we need to know more about basically right. and so then so they tested positive for lyme or they didn't have if there's any as far as what is going on they should have what's that what do you say uh something c6 t- uh, test the quantitative C6. Quantitative. That is the test that's run through IDEX labs. And that kind of, they're just trying to elucidate, like, okay, is this Lyme disease? So it's looking, still looking for antibodies, but it's counting them. It's giving you a number. Okay. Why don't cats get Lyme? Because they are special. Okay. Special. You know they're not from this planet. There you go. <laughs> Very true. Excuse me, folks. Okay, why are why are fish so bad at basketball? Why are fish so bad at basketball? Well, there's many answers for this one. We'll be right back. Alrighty then. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. We got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here. So hopefully you got some questions for her or you got questions for me. But we got one person that's been holding on the lines uh, with as we've been gabbing here. So I want to get to her. But if you guys got questions, please give a holler. 651-641-1071. And don't forget about, I really would like to get tickets for this, uh, the the comedy, down and dirty comedy. Uh, just, oh, yeah. I, I, know, I know they're all sold out. I get that. But, you know, somebody might be, but I, I mean, I, I would give anything to see this. It's going to be October 2nd through the 5th. And, it's going to be uh, funny. Down and Dirty. It's yeah. going to be well, funny. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but I think everybody, not sorry, but I think everybody, all the radio show hosts really yeah. have good, you know, between Lori and Julia, Lori, Very, Julia's kind of yeah. the clown. Yeah. You know, Jason and Alexic, both, both of them can be clownish. Right. You know, type thing. Steve is just a hoot. 
you know, on everyone has really good comedic timing. Yes, and yes. it's very rare really that you have a whole group that can do something like that. Yeah, so, so I think it's going to be awesome, and I, I'm hoping that there might be a way that can be it can be played. You know, what I mean, like on our website. Oh, is yeah. what I'm hoping is yeah. what I'm doing. Because, like I said, I, I got classes, so I can't go. But anyway, so give a holler at 651-641-1071. Also, too, don't forget all our shows here on mytalk1071.com. We podcast. You can go get our app, our FM 107 app, or whatever you get your podcast on. So you can catch my show anytime. If you didn't hear it all or you needed something, reminder, you know, catch me on podcast. Go to my show page at mytalk1071.com, KDK9, and get my website, my Facebook. Please friend me on Facebook because the reason is I have a lot of good stuff on my Facebook. And so does Dr. Jess, because I grab a lot of her stuff and put it on mine. <laughs> okay, let's go. Sounds Two. good. Let's go to the first caller. Yes, we have Michelle on the line, and Michelle is curious about cleaning her cat's teeth. All right, cleaning the ta- cat's teeth. Hi, Michelle, how you doing? Oh, good, thanks for taking Th- my call. Well, thanks for holding on. I greatly appreciate it. What kind of cat, do, or how old is your cat? Well, we have three of them, okay. um, and four, eight, and 13. Four. And we just had their wellness checks. And the vet said all of them are starting to build up plaque. Our oldest one has had her teeth cleaned before, and she actually had to have a few pulled. Right. Um, and so I'm just wondering, you know, I hear, I've heard some positive and negative things about, like, putting them under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to get your opinion. And then maybe an opinion on what can I do to try to prevent the plaque. I tried an oral rinse. It just... You know, I was not successful in getting it to their gums and yeah, more, I think, trauma <laughs> for them. Yeah, and I've tried a little toothbrush. Um, maybe I should have tried it when they were younger. Well, yeah, you know, no, I, I think it, it is called being a cat. Me, I wish you luck anytime you want to, you know, putz around with their mouth. And their mouth is so tiny anyway, so it's really tough right. to work on it. Well, if you got a lot of birds and mice, that will help. I know that for positive. But anyway, no, Dr. Jess, what's your thought on this one? Well, I think um, as far as the risk... Certainly the anesthetic agents are safer than they used to be. Um, You know, anytime you have any kind of medical procedure, there's risk involved. So I won't say that it's risk-free. So what are we doing? Well, you got to decide what you want to do. To some extent, veterinary dentistry tends to be kind of a little bit slash and burn. Okay. Uh, which means that it's like it's extremely proactive dentistry because it has to be done under general anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have the option of saying, oh, this tooth looks a little bit iffy, but we cleaned around it. And Kate, why don't you come back in three months and right. look at that tooth right, again and right. see if the gum is reattached. When you have to do things under general anesthesia, you basically say that tooth looks iffy. Yeah. We're going to extract it. Right. So you end up with tons more extractions than you do in humans. Okay. Um, I, and I'm not going to say anything about human dentistry because I don't know how much of it is necessary right. versus unnecessary. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's why you see so many extractions in animal medicine because this might be the veterinarian's one shot at getting inside All that right. animal's mouth. The okay. owner might never come back. Right. There might be health problems that make it, you know, that you don't want to anesthetize them again. Right. So any tooth that looks at all iffy is going to get extracted. All right. So things that you can do to help keep their teeth clean. Cats, of course, are harder than anything else. Um, But, you know, introducing some raw food, at certainly getting them off the dry food would be number one. And then introducing raw food and seeing if you can at some point introduce raw bones 
that is what keeps their teeth clean in the wild. Like chicken wings? Yep. Okay. So dogs and cats in the wild do not run around with grody teeth. They all have perfect teeth because they eat mice and birds for a living. Well, you know, I had a cat named Middens that uh, she lived to be 25. Mm-hmm. And every summer she would leave, like, it was so funny, like around Memorial Day. Didn't see her all summer. And then around Labor Day, she'd come back. Well, then as she got older, she got, well, she was 17, 18. I had to bring her in because she had this uh, big knob on her shoulder. And the vet that looked at her, he looked at me, he says, how old is this cat? I says, oh, I think about 19. What? He said, her teeth are amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, probably because she leaves, she's gone all summer and she's eating birds, mice and stuff like that. And that's keeping them clean. Yeah. You know, she's not eating the, 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 the carb diet. So, yeah, I have a client with, he has a dog and a cat. For some reason, he is afraid to feed the dog raw bones. Mm-hmm. And so he actually like takes the chicken meat off the bone, mm-hmm. gives the meat to the dog, throws the bone to the cat. He's got this old cat that he picked up as a stray in Texas. The cat has perfect teeth. Wow. All the time. dog's teeth are rotting out of the <laughs> The cat has perfect teeth. That's funny. So, and basically, you know, it kind of depends. If you have a tooth that is abscessed or you know if it's draining or if there's mm-hmm. pus coming out of their mouth then, we need pro- yeah. then you need to do something about it like right away if you have time then you can fiddle around with you know getting off the dry food introducing some raw food and then gradually introducing raw bones that aren't ground up okay so we do the wet food and the raw food i've been listening to excellent for a long Good. time um so with the bones did you say raw bones yep yeah you know, like chicken, oh. no, you could try duck necks. Can you do cat? Well, cats don't really chew, though, big things. Well, yeah, they do. Have you ever seen them eat a mouse? Oh, I mean, yeah, they, but a mouse they, is little. Yeah, but they crush into their little tiny bones. Even though, you know what my Frank caught, my one cat? Yeah. He caught a rabbit bigger than him. Yeah. I was just totally blown away. It's just like, I was very sad for the rabbit. Hope it didn't have family. But anyway, yeah. I can't believe it. I, and he didn't have a bite or a scratch on him, so I don't know how he got nailed that thing. But yeah. But yeah, so, so neck bones, ne- yeah, so turkey bones. So, well, turkey bones, Next. I think, are going to be. Oh, too no, no, no. I'm talking about neck, you know. Yeah, but those things, are, they're, they're kind of big for oh, a okay. cat. Okay, so, so really with-, with cats, you're stuck with things like chickens, quails. Think of your smaller things that you have All available right. to you, and there's not that okay. many of them. Like the necks and, and then the basically, wings. Yeah, basically, you take a chicken neck, and of course, you're, if your cat is not going to eat a chicken neck right off the bat, then you take your poultry shears. And you cut the chicken neck up into pieces Ooh, until idea. it is acceptable to your cat. All right. And then gradually you cut the pieces up less and less. Yes. So they're actually chewing on it. Right. So like what we feed our cats, my husband makes the cat food. All right. He buys chicken, pork, and the beef that we usually use is either from the grocery store or beef heart that I feed the dogs. Mm-hmm. So they get chicken, pork, and beef. He cuts it up into little pieces like you would find in a can of cat food. All right. And then he takes uh, trays of chicken wings, literally bludgeons them with a sledgehammer, <laughs> and then he chops Stress them. Stress release. <laughs> yeah, and then he chops them, and then he mixes all this stuff together with a little bit of chopped beef liver, mm-hmm. and that's what we feed the cats. All right. Heck of a deal. So, so that's, that's just like one way to do it, and honestly, I hope he's not listening to this because... Um, like, I don't want to have to do it, right? So that's how he chooses to do it. I'm not getting in his way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you, but you, you know, you could do one protein at a time. You could take, like, um, sometimes he uses pork chops and then he'll cut the meat off the bone. Mm-hmm. But if you were able to chop up those bones, 
And you don't want to chop them really fine. You don't want to grind them because mm-hmm. you want the cats to encounter nah. pieces of bone. Right, to gnaw. Yeah, so just chop them up and put those now, in there. You know, if a cat's teeth is really bad, or even a dog's tooth for that matter, I mean, like, it's like, I mean, it's pretty tarry and, like, you know, above the tooth, you know, you can see it's kind of bright red. Is enough bone chewing, will that eventually get to that and you know, clean it, that tooth Yeah, up? it just depends on the situation. Sometimes, like, if a tooth is severely broken okay. or, if oh, yeah. or if there's root exposure, okay. or like I said, if there's swelling, if there's But pus, I'm talking about just the tar, just the tar on the teeth. That'll come bone, off. Bone chewing will get rid of the tar on the teeth. Yeah. You just have to keep kind of giving it till you, as, and it whittles a little away eventually, correct? Yeah, and it doesn't usually take that long. Okay. The trick with cats is the cats, it's just hard to get them to eat stuff. So if your cats are already eating raw food, you have won the dental lottery. <laughs> and now you just need to figure out how to incorporate bones that are not ground up. All right. Okay. And kids, yeah, again, cats take change tough. We all know that. But, you know, like she said, you know, chop it up like those. Yeah, but if they're them. already eating raw food and that that's why, you know, usually chicken wings or chicken necks are the easiest ones to start with because as far as... You know, what small yeah. bones do you quail, have available yeah. to you? And how many people have quail in the refrigerator? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> right. But I, I I don't even know where you would get quail, but I'm yeah. sure there's places where you could get okay. Does that help you at all, kiddo? That, that does. Thank okay, you. Okay, well, thanks for that. already feeding them great. I greatly appreciate right. that, okay? Totally. Well, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Have, have a great a day. day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Shall we run and then come back? We're going to run. We're not actually. We're going to amble. And then we'll come back. But, oh, we forgot to do the, the fish thing. Why so bad? We'll get that next. Okay. Okay. Last one was why are fish so bad at basketball? Okay. We'll come back and we'll do that one. But then here's another one. Where do dogs go to lose their tail? Where do go- Where do dogs go if they lose their tail? We'll be back. Hey, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. All right, we didn't do the first trivia question. So first, why are fish so bad at basketball? Well, I know, obviously, they don't have hands. I get that, or feet. (laughs) I I get that. Okay. So do you have any idea? I'll tell you then. They don't like getting too close to the net. Oh, okay. I thought it had something to do with hoops for some reason. Yeah, I did too. Well, kind of. You know, it's nets. No, so. Well, yeah, yeah but I thought the word okay. hoops was going to okay. be the right. answer. And where do, okay, where do dogs go if they lose their tails? Think about it, think about it, think about it. To the retail store. Oh. Oh, okay. To the lost and found. I know. I was going to say lost and found, too. Good gravy. Well, you guys are really on the same. lost and tail found. Lost and I don't know found. Let's head to the the phone. We've got people patiently waiting. If you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, who's up? Okay, we have Barb on the line. And Barb has a question about... um, the smells of the dog that she has when he sheds. All righty then. Hi, Barb. How you doing? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, I can. What kind All of right. what kind of dog do you have? So he's a black lab Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Okay, and is he uh, how old? He is eight. Okay, and is he indoor or outdoor dog or both or what? He is an indoor dog. Strictly now, he oh. used to be outdoor, but he's been indoor now for three years. Three years, okay, okay, okay. What food do you feed? Um, I feed him a um, Prina Healthy Weight Management Wet because oh. you recommend wet food. Excellent. Okay. And he gets one and a half cups twice a day, but when he sheds. 
in the spring and the summer, he has just a horrible odor. It doesn't matter how often we bathe him. I try to only bathe him three times, once every three months. Good. Because of the oils on yeah. his skin. Good, good for you. Good for you. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, okay. And this is only now, after he's done shedding, then he's back to smelling good? Wonderful. Oh, yep. okay. Okay. Okay, I have my thoughts, Dr. Jess. What's your thoughts? No, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, I, I would probably recommend, um, you know, fiddling with his food some more. Yeah. And fiddling with supplements like probiotics and fish oils. I mean, labs and chassis are kind of, labs, I think, particularly are kind of known for a little bit of BO. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Kind of like the hound dogs yep. tend to... Uh, you know, maybe have a little bit of an extra oil in their coat or something like that. Now, do you notice that he's been more stinkier since you brought him in, or was he, uh, you know, what, what since you brought him in three years ago? Or is um, that when he started noticing it? <laughs> so that's when I started noticing it since he was outdoors. I babysat him for six years when he lived outdoors. All but right. now that he lives with us, um, it's only noticeable twice a year. And we can bathe him regularly when he thinks like that. And nothing that we use on him gets rid of that smell while he's shedding. Yep. Okay, do you rotate the food at all? No, I do yeah. not. Because a lot of times when you have stinky dogs, it can be the anal or the what are, glands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anal glands. Mm-hmm. That makes a dog stink, okay? And then you, and that coincides with what you feed. Right, because I had, uh, but a dog a long time ago. That's before I started getting into nutrition, and that's as soon as I started changing up the food and rotating it. Man, all was right with the world from that point on. And so I would strongly recommend that you try some of the Nutrisource products uh, because their their quality of of how they make their food is superior. It really is, and it's called their Good for Life system. If you read up online, if you go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com and then look at their Good for Life, it's a patent thing that they put in all their foods that you really be it, it's it's amazing it really is and so that's why what you need to do is i would rotate now and and, the, and now the reason why you're on that is because is your dog overweight um he has a thyroid problem and he has to take thyroid medications twice a day he is 107 pounds okay because uh what you might want to do too is that incorporate a dehydrated diet you know, like Sojo's for one of the meals, like the evening meal. And see, that the thing is, is there's, a, you know, all your dry food is at least 50% carbs. Carb turn into sugar, sugar turns into fat, okay? And so if you, instead of going with the light, you know, weight or the weight management type, and basically it's called, when you got like a, a puppy food or a weight management, um, it's called a specialty or like sensitive stomach. It's called a specialty food and they charge you more, but they take the good stuff out, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so that's why I'd rather see you go to like, um, if your dog doesn't have any allergies, at all, as far as like to grains, then um, uh, if you ask most people why they talk, why they feed grain free, and they say, "Well, isn't it better for the dog?" Only if the dog has an allergen, you know. But the thing is, it's like with me, I'll do a beef and rice from Nutrisource, and then I'll do a Prairie Select, which is a grain free, and then I'll maybe a lamb and brown rice, and then maybe another grain free. And I buy the small bags so that then I go through it quicker. And if your dog has never had the food, you got to rotate it in. I would strongly suggest to it. They don't have diarrhea. Right. See, in every dog system, if you've been on the same dog food for too long, you may have to do like a quarter of the new to three quarters of the old for a week, maybe a week and a half before you make it a 50-50 mixture. The doo-doos will tell you 
If they start getting yeah. sloppy, you know, and then up back, you're going too fast, okay? Yeah. And so well, the, I do the, understand that because I volunteer at our local humane society, and all of our food is donated, yep. so I know that we have to mix it. Good, 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 good. And then also, I would try, you know, like I say, maybe the dehydrated. I would also try to put maybe at one evening a week to uh, get a formulated raw or just do some, uh, you know, make your own, you know, where like a cut up a bee part or a liver or so, you know what I mean? But they're again small. You got to start out baby if you never had it. You don't want to give them the runs, right? And so that's why, you know, yeah. And so just like with uh, 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 turkey necks, chicken necks. Now, one thing that I found out, I gave uh, McGilligan the first time he had a chicken neck, scared the crap out of me. He inhaled it and swallowed it whole. And then he's trying to swallow this neck whole. And I'm I'm fit to be tied. I learned real quick, give him something bigger that he has to chew on or cut it up. So if he does swallow it, it's no big deal. Okay. Okay. But so that's why I would I think the older mice personally, even though because what's happening when they're shedding, you know, their system is, you know, they're, they're shedding a new coach. You know what I mean? They're getting rid of the old, getting a new one and their system is yeah. doing a lot. So, you know, it's working hard. And I just think that the, that that's my thought. I don't I don't know if Dr. Jess has any thoughts, you know, right. like that. And so you've already done a good home experiment. You found out that you can't bathe this away. Right. right. So that tells you that the problem is coming from, from the, the inside. inside, not from the outside. Oh. Right. So you know, at the very least during that time i would go get yourself a decent probiotic and i always look for ones that have more than one kind of bacteria in them and billions of bacteria per dose so billions of bacteria per capsule or tablet or whatever and then you give a whole tablet or capsule with each meal okay and do that during his transition times. Yeah, do a shed. And that should help him quite a bit. Yeah. And then does he seem to shed very much like during the course of the year in between shedding? No. Good. It good. is twice a year. Okay. Um, now, is he, what, what he color sheds, is he? He's black and brown. Okay. And so, uh, because his coat should just sheen like he's wet when it's in good it shape. Does. Good, good. Excellent, excellent. Very, very shiny. He's very, very soft. Oh, excellent, excellent. But I get, that would be my guess, though, is that I would get more into a rotation of, of food. And I think that okay. smell would basically, because right now they're about ready to blow. If mo- most of them have not blown, started blowing their coat yep, right now. He's about ready. Yep. And so that's what I would try. start trying to put different foods in. And then you'll find out for sure by next spring and see if that you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, nutrition has so much to do with everything in dogs and cats, and people just don't, you know, don't realize that, that, you know, they, you know, change up that diet. You know, the dogs are meant to be, they are put on this earth to be the scavengers, to be the cleanup crew, to eat everything and anything, and then we bring, lucky them, we bring them into the house, so we feed them the same thing every day, and then we wonder, and everything is, like she said, she couldn't bathe it away. So that means it was, it's just like a, a person that eats too much garlic. It just sometimes comes out or drinks too much, comes out through the pores. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no matter how many showers that person takes, he still stinks like garlic or smells right, like right, booze. Right. <laughs> but it just shows you too, like all the, all the dogs with allergies and, you know, skin itching and scabs and crusty things and whatnot. And all the people who, you know, their, their dogs just smell bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that you're not finding the right shampoo. Right. It, you got to treat them from the inside, inside out. That's where this is coming. That's from. what. Yep. So that's why rotation, 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 folks. It. it I can't tell you enough. And uh, like people that got a cat that's throwing up, and they're you know they leave food out all the time. And I won't name the brand, but it's kind of a low brand. And so I, I just say, okay, let's try Nutrisource grain free. Half a can in the morning, half a can at night. Okay, and once you can get them totally on the grain free canned cat food. Okay, then and give it two weeks. 
And if you don't notice a coat a difference in their coat where they're not shedding all the time, number one, mm-hmm. and number two, they have they quit throwing up. Then don't you know if if, you, if there is no difference, then I'm on the wrong track. Yeah, it's amazing how but, quickly good food oh, makes a difference. It is, you know, and people are just amazed. They come back to me and they're just kind of like. Just two weeks, and I've had this cat for nine years, you know, and I, I, this totally blows my mind. So it's, it's crazy. But anyway, so we'll get back to more of your questions. We got Dr. Jess Holitz, the vet. And then what else do we got here? What is as big as an elephant? Oh, no, we just did that last week. Why can't you trust a, what a baby chick says? Why can't you trust what a baby chick says? We'll be back.